Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Insights and Perspectives. I'm your host, Joseph Rodriguez, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube channel. You can download a copy of the mind map used in the video or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com. In today's conversation, I want to discuss with you two books that I believe will be very helpful on your journey of creative expression, entrepreneurship whatever it is that you desire to express. And you'll find this to be very relatable to our recent videos, including the one that I released last week in which we discussed As a Man Thinketh by James Allen and Thought Vibration by William Walker Atkinson. Today's books, Mastery and Psycho-Cybernetics, Mastery by Robert Greene and Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Now, I found these books to be very helpful in my journey because I realized that the importance of keeping my attention on what is relevant, the task, the project, the skill that I'm looking to cultivate, reveals to me about myself. It also helps me transform the self-image. Or we could say it another way, become who we really are, the unlimited, true self-image. Now, an interesting thing that he mentions in the book, Mastery, something that I've been discussing all throughout the videos, is the power of our inner voice. I always say this, we are guided from within, and there is an intuition that reveals to us what we truly desire, how we truly want to live, how we truly want to express in our creative endeavor, entrepreneurial innovation, artistic expression. And it is a great joy to be able to rediscover these attributes that we've always known. Now, he brings up Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, and others who 
have been guided from within via this inner voice. And he says something very interesting about this, which I want to discuss and also relate it over in a practical way of revealing this self-image that is really who we are, further encourage it to allow us to express naturally in our creative expressions. He says, Such feelings can be seen as purely mystical, beyond explanation, or as hallucinations and delusions. But there is another way to see them, as eminently real, practical, and explicable. It can be explained by the following way. All of us are born unique. For all of us, this uniqueness first expresses itself in childhood through certain primal inclinations. For Leonardo, it was exploring the natural world around his village and bringing it into life on paper in his own way. For others, it can be an early attraction to visual patterns, often an indication of a future interest in mathematics. Or it can be an attraction to particular physical movements or spatial arrangements. How can we explain such inclinations? There are forces within us that come from a deeper place than conscious words can express. They draw us to certain experiences and away from others. As these forces move us, here or there, they influence the development of our minds in very particular ways. So that's what we want to discuss, and that's what we want to encourage today, as I have been encouraging this more so all throughout our videos. Now, when a person lives this way, I mean really listens to themselves, understands what it is that they really desire, what it is that they really want to do, how do they really want to live, they actually start to connect to this intuition and understand it more so, realizing it was always there. A person understands to a deeper degree what Steve Jobs said in his commencement speech about following their heart and intuition. Somehow it already knows what you want to become. He also said in his commencement speech, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Now, when I'm speaking of the inner voice, I'm talking about what Robert Greene is referring to, which is the true inner voice, which is distinct from the mental chatter. And some of us happen to be very auditory. So when we silence the mind, when we engage ourselves in the task or project or creative expression that we truly love, we find we have an inner dialogue occurring which guides us into the expression. I found this to be true in my career, in all areas of my life. One of the ways that we can further develop it through practice is what he refers to in his book as the apprentice phase. So essentially it's to pick a skill and Practice developing your connection to your inner voice as well as revealing within you these inherent unique distinctions that you truly desire to express. 
In alchemy, we call this the great work. Once a person lets go of certain kinds of identification with certain thinking patterns in relation to how they see themselves to be with regards to people, environment, circumstance, and information, through the spiritual alchemy process or a similar process like that, and I'll put a link in the description to that video in which I discuss it, they begin to listen to themselves, understand themselves, and automatically express, bring forth the great work, creative expressions, innovations, change in their world. They are able to identify what they say I am too and call upon the innate forces within them by identifying with or saying I am too what is in harmony and in contribution to the vision, such as what we discussed in Sunday's video. I recommend watching that as well. So let's talk about this three-part apprentice phase and see if we can find some relatability here. Ways of integrating it in our journey, whether it's a skill cultivation, a creative expression, innovation, day-to-day -day journey, whatever it is, let's find some relatability. He says, keep in mind that an apprentice can come in many different forms. It can happen at one place or several years, or it can consist of several different positions in different places, a kind of compound apprenticeship involving many different skills. It can include a mix of graduate school and practical experience. In all of these cases, it will help you to think in terms of these steps. Although you may need to give added weight to a particular one depending on the nature of your field. We've got deep observation, skill acquisition, and experimentation. Now I want to go through these, discuss them a little bit, and I want to relate this over to psychocybernetics, recognizing that these three important areas here, deep observation, skill acquisition, and experimentation in your creative project, whatever it is, your innovative expression, these areas contribute to form the self-image. Such was the ways of the alchemist who dedicated their time, their energy, and everything to the art of mental transmutation, which reflected itself in bringing forth early sciences, chemistry, arts, and so forth through the process of really revealing who they are. And so this tradition has been going on for thousands and thousands of years, and we see it play out here in what Robert Greene is discussing. And we're going to relate this over to self-image because we become in mind, we represent it, and we allow the expressions. So then we value the deep observation. We value the skill acquisition. We value the experimentation because it reveals the attributes within. And what we find is we build this relationship with intuition, or we could say inner voice. I happen to be very auditory. For me, it's inner voice. And you will see how it was always there guiding you to become and express how you really want to be infused and expressed in all that you do. 
your relationships, your business, your personal life, family life, all areas of your life. You could say it's a distinct, unique thumbprint we all form together if we all choose to live this way to create an interesting tapestry of different perspectives and actually all connected and harmoniously related with each other. Collaborative spirit. This reminds me a lot of the technology space, one that I'm well versed with. And you could say it was my path in early apprenticeship. Ten years in corporate IT, management consulting, warehouse management systems and logistics. I had these three phases that helped me understand and from those experiences allowed me to get involved with creating my own IT business. And one of the aspects of what I did in there was actually inspiration from other entrepreneurs and build something and connect it together from different products that were already available, such as a point of sale system called Open Bravo. It's a technology, it's an open source software. Might still be around today. You can take it. If it's still open source, you can customize it. You can build off that foundation. There we see the relationship and the connectivity of someone's distinct and unique expression in one software. Somebody else comes along. I was that other person. Took that software, customized it, and fit it into certain restaurants and retail locations. And I customized it. I made it work for the distinct application. Let's talk about how this all relates. Deep observation. Every task you are given, no matter how menial, offers opportunities to observe this world at work. No detail about the people within it is too trivial. Everything you see or hear is a sign for you to decode. Now we're talking about, over the last handful of videos, and probably all throughout the last few years, our ability to symbolically decode our experiences. We call this finding meaning. And relate that meaning over to our goal, vision, skill, acquisition, and so forth. He says, over time, you will begin to see and understand more of the reality that eluded you at first. So you maybe step into a certain environment or look to develop a certain skill. Perhaps you feel overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated. Don't need to shame ourselves regarding those experiences. We recognize that they present opportunities to understand ourselves. So a person then commits to saying, well, I'm going to remain committed to what I'm doing till I acquire this skill, till I achieve a certain degree of mastery. Because I know that some way, somehow, this is in contribution to realizing myself because I really want to be here. This is what I really want to do. And although it may be challenging, that's okay. They open up their mind for possibilities. See, that brings us into skill acquisition, number two. He says, in essence, when you practice and develop any skill, you transform yourself in the process. So let's read that again because it's very important. When you practice and develop any skill, 
you transform yourself in the process. You reveal to yourself new capabilities that were previously latent that are exposed as you progress, which is why I value commitment. I value it more so today than I ever did before. Upon being on this pathway and continuing to be on this pathway, I recognize that whatever it is that I'm working on, my project or what I have committed to provides unlimited and infinite opportunities. There it is, the acres of diamonds. And it's really the recognition of the acres of diamonds within by valuing it, finding the opportunity in what I'm doing. Now, this can be related to the direct skills that you're cultivating as well as your thinking surrounding those skills because it all starts in mind anyways. So we ask ourselves, how are we relating to this skill? Every day, are we learning how we can refine it and then show up the next day from reflective observation? Take those optimizations and integrate it? Are we saying, okay, this environment provides everything we need and there are books, trainings, videos, mentors, people around that have already created perhaps content or put together information or are readily available to, to help us with not only developing the skill, but also, very important, our own inner voice, our own ability to find answers within ourselves. Now, as a person goes down this pathway, they go into experimentation. So he says, as you gain in skill and confidence, because one of the things that happens when we're in flow, when we encounter challenges, is we say, that's okay, it's a challenge, but I will remain with this challenge and I will overcome this challenge by changing my perspectives around, by seeing things from different perspectives. If I think that I can't do this, I'll ask myself the question, is it really so? Or am I just allowing myself to identify with certain thinking processes? I remember many challenges that I had. We had technological challenges. And you would sit there for hours and sometimes days trying to resolve or debug or figure things out. And there was a, a sense of heightened degree of confidence that was experienced, which we call that core confidence developed after you overcome that challenge, after you acquire that skill. And this confidence remains with you because you take this confidence along with you on the journey of life. And when you come across any kind of similar challenges or even challenges that are in other areas of your life, you'll say to yourself, you know what? I was able to overcome a challenge before and I could do it again. And to me, that's priceless. That right there is priceless. It's the recognition that, look, no matter how challenging this particular experience or the circumstances right now, I can find a way to see it differently whether I find it within myself or I have a conversation with someone and they help me see it differently. And 
perhaps they even help you take it to another level where not only do they help you see it differently, but they encourage you with the idea that you can also find it within yourself. And so then you may find yourself in certain situations where it was really overwhelming and you were alone. And that inner voice will emerge distinct from the mental chatter and guide you and walk you through it. This is how we build a relationship with ourselves. This is how we become our own best friend. This is how we find it all within ourselves. And it's a process and one of the most valuable things. Now, another part of building this internal relationship is ideas, hunches, and inspirations that show up. So as he says, as you gain in skill and confidence, you must take the move to a more active mode of experimentation. This is where you say, I'm going to improvise. I'm going to try something. Might not be what others have done, but that's fine. Internally, I feel that this is what I really want to do. And if a person has challenge with that, not allowing themselves to express that, well, they find the thinking patterns within themselves and change those thinking patterns around. And it could be things like, well, maybe if I express, what will happen is I will fail. And I don't like to fail because failure is a problem. And we're going to tie this into psychocybernetics in a moment. But fundamentally, they say, listen, that's a thinking process. Who's to say that I have a problem? That if I took a necessary step that I knew within it was a necessary step and it didn't go as planned, that it would indicate that I have a problem. Where did I get this kind of thinking from? What if every step was a step forward? What if I started to think that way? Well, then what ends up happening is a person allows themselves to automatically experiment, try things. As they continue to encourage that way of thinking, we understand even more so what we talked about in Sunday's video. Mere assumption. The assumption is, what if I just assume that by taking the step that I want to take, it's something I genuinely want to do, that whatever the response is, it's going to be in harmony and in contribution to my vision. It's going to teach me this is how I master this phase of experimentation. Now, he also goes and says something that I really like here, which I've quoted many times. And it was great to just review the book again today and come across it. He said, the future belongs to those who can learn more skills and combine them in creative ways. So there we have it. The ability to value that every day we are presented with opportunities to develop new skills. And as we develop these skills, we get ideas, hunches, and inspirations to experiment. That's the creative expression. And we look around and we see a lot of innovation, a lot of creative expression, ideas that seem so different we ask the question, how do they come up with that idea? How do they think that way? A lot of times you might not go through the process with them of the deep observation that they went through, the self-reflection, the skill acquisition, the experimentation, so they could really understand themselves, allow themselves to express 
and allow intuition to guide the creative expression. And then we meet them at a certain stage of the journey, or we read about them, when they've reached a point where it appears that everything they touch turns to gold. Let's integrate psychocybernetics. Now, I really like this quote here before we get into the five points that will help us put this all together in a very practical way. He says, The answer exists now in much the same way when we set out to find a new idea or the answer to a problem. We must assume that the answer exists already somewhere and set out to find it. So in relation to Sunday's video, in which we spoke about changing a state of mind from one to another by mere assumption. Let's encourage this belief here that will allow us to facilitate those changes of states of mind. Because we recognize that if a person believes that they can do something, that there is a potentiality, that there is a possibility, they'll allow themselves to step into a way of thinking that will actually bring them the realization. So let's read it again. He says, The answer exists now in much the same way when we set out to find a new idea. So the way we look at this, as we've been discussing, see everything as complete. Everything. You, everything is complete. And you're revealing aspects. You're revealing. This takes a lot of pressure on the journey the apprenticeship phase, deep observation, revealing, internally to externally revealing, skill acquisition. I reveal my inherent skills. These are skills that I wanted to develop, and I'm going to enjoy the process of developing the skills, and that allows a high degree of fluidity of mind, releasing from so much bias and allowing us to automatically express in experimentation. And one of the reasons why is because, say, the person has identified with this assumption. He says, we must assume that the answer exists already. So if the answer exists already, what's a way we can look at the word failure? Now, he articulates that really well in this five-part process. Number one, your built-in success mechanism must have a goal or target. This goal or target must be conceived as already in existence now. So there it is. We see the parallels. Already in existence now. The answer exists now. Either in actual or potential form. So it doesn't necessarily mean you've got to see it here, the five sensory evidence. Potential form. You saw it in your imagination. Assume it is done. Number two, the automatic mechanism is teleological. That is, operates or must be oriented to end result goals. So we're going somewhere with mastery, developing a skill, creative expression, innovation. We're going somewhere. We have a goal. And he says, do not be discouraged because the means whereby may not be apparent. It is the function of the automatic mechanism to supply the means whereby when you supply the goal. Think in terms of the end result and the means will often take care of themselves. So we can look at it as a flow-based way of creative expression, flow-based way of being how you really want to be and allowing that expression. Now, 
if for some reason we don't seem to be allowing that expression, as mentioned, we don't need to shame ourselves about thinking patterns that we have unconsciously identified with. We can simply go within ourselves and understand what we are identifying with and make peace with those thinking patterns. See it differently. Such as a thinking pattern like, the answer exists now. Now, one of the things that I mentioned, and I've been mentioning more so over the last week or so, is the repetition of the same information and the repetition of the same information from different perspectives. If you're saying to yourself all day long, as you go about developing your skill in your creative expression and so forth, that the answer exists now, you'll find yourself being a lot more flow-based. You want to encourage it? I recommend my flow series. I'll put a link in the description to that series. You'll encourage it more so. If you're surrounded by information that is suggesting to you that the answer exists, it exists, we'll find the answer, you'll find the answer. And so let's look at this idea of making mistakes or failure a little deeper. He says in number three, do not be afraid of making mistakes or of temporary failures. All servo mechanisms achieve a goal by negative feedback or by going forward, making mistakes and immediately correcting course. So we'll automatically correct the course or we'll find a different way of looking at it or a different way of doing it or a different way of applying the insights that we gather upon reflection, optimization data, and thus develop the skill and engage deeper in experimentation of trying things differently. And we become okay with the idea of making mistakes or temporary failure, recognizing that all of those aspects are in contribution to our goal. So one of the aspects of skill cultivation or creative expression or innovation that I have found that had created a lot of friction within myself is certain thinking patterns regarding failure and making mistakes. See, I'm totally fine with making mistakes and failures because I don't define those words how I used to define those words, such as if I make mistakes, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not good in comparison to another person or any kind of interpretation that creates unnecessary friction and tension within me with, through my own thinking, self-imposed limitation, I throttle my own expression. Same is to be said about failures. I now see it as a contribution. I try things out, and if I fall, I get back up, like a child would. If they would fall off a bike, they get back on the bike. Number four, Skill learning of any kind is accomplished by trial and error, mentally correcting aim after each error. Until a successful motion, movement, or performance has been achieved. After that, further learning and continued success is accomplished by forgetting the past errors and remembering the successful response so that it can be imitated. Now, we're talking about relationship with past here, so... If a person has certain thinking in which they relate making mistakes or failure to certain past stories in which they felt shame in relation to those thinking patterns, we want to recognize that those are thinking patterns. And we now have the opportunity to say, look, 
I'm going to achieve my goal. Everything is in harmony and in contribution to my vision. It's fine. And so thus, as a result of it, whatever it is that I'm doing now teaches me, I learn, is contributing to continuous success. And then as a person continues to actually see the results, performance results, the behavioral changes, changes in thinking, a lot more of a flow-based way, they get the success, the results. They completely forget that kind of thinking that they had. Because now in their self-image, that kind of thinking pattern, which brought forth unnecessary resistance within themselves, through self-imposed limitation-based thinking, they've made peace with it. They've let it go. Number five, you must learn to trust your creative mechanism to do its work and not jam it by becoming too concerned or too anxious as to whether it will work or not or by attempting to force it by too much conscious effort. You must let it work rather than make it work. Now, I really like this distinction here because when he says attempting to force it by too much conscious effort. And I realized that it was all thinking patterns. And I trust that what we've been discussing in this video and the last handful of videos helped you to see things from different perspectives. And if those perspectives resonate with you, I would suggest turning them into internal dialogue, self-talk, and build that relationship with your true inner voice because this is how your true inner voice communicates of what is possible, that you can do it, that you could do really what you want to do. And from a loving perspective, it encourages you to go in the direction that you really want to do and transmute any kind of unnecessary friction-based energy into a flow-based experience by changing our mental states via our thinking. You think yourself, I can do it, it is possible, the answer exists now, into a state of mind that reveals it to be so. So let's relate this over to the three phases of apprenticeship because some of you might actually be starting a new career. I would suggest developing a greater ability to work with this information so that you can be guided from within via your inner voice as well as go through the journey in a lot more of a flow-based way. Let's relate psycho-cybernetics, the five parts that he spoke of, over to what Robert Greene brought up. So deep observation. You have a goal. You have a vision. You see yourself at the end. You know that some way, somehow, you are going to get to that destination. And everything is in harmony and in contribution on your day-to-day -day journey to helping you realize that vision. We assume it to be that way. We assume that all answers exist now. And through the skill acquisition, through the creative expression, we realize that temporary failures, making mistakes is fine. And actually, when a person starts to recognize that the answer exists now, they in a way look forward to making mistakes and failures. There's actually a book that I like. It's called Go for No. It's a good sales book. And the idea behind that book, it's a total reframe, knowing your conversion metrics. So some might have discovered that they make five phone calls and one of them converts over to a client. Rather than allowing certain thinking patterns in regards to fear, doubt, and indecision, create unnecessary friction and resistance to making those five phone calls, 
they actually say, it's okay that I get no because one out of five will say yes. And interestingly enough, as I have seen some organizations and sales teams adopt that kind of thinking, their conversion numbers actually went up. They started to convert way more because they were going about it with a different energy. And they were finding that the optimization data that they were getting from the experiences helped them reflect, reflect about what can be done. And they would improve accordingly. They would develop the skill a lot faster. And what they would notice as they would do this is their self-confidence would go up and they would recognize the limitless potential. And they would go down this journey of constantly wanting to do this. They would wake up excited to start the day and do these things, whatever it may be. They were doing it. And then another cool thing about it, and in relation to what Robert Green spoke of, is they started to actually encourage these certain inclinations, these intuitive nudges from within to further reveal what they really want in life. So you can see the benefit, the power of being okay with making mistakes and temporary failures, recognizing all servo mechanisms. When you commit to it and say, I'm going towards that goal, he says, all servo mechanisms achieve a goal by negative feedback or by going forward, making mistakes and immediately correcting course. So you'll consciously correct course. You'll know what to do. And you'll automatically, you'll allow the course to correct itself. Because as he says here, you must learn to, and you will through the process of applying this information in the skills acquisition and experimentation phase here, which they all relate to each other. Deep observation, skill acquisition, experimentation is one big flow. You'll notice more so what Maxwell Maltz says here. You won't be too concerned or too anxious as to will it work or not. And you won't be forcing it with too much conscious effort. You'll allow yourself to think this way. And he says, you will let it. You will let it express through you. You let your creativity express through you. You let your innate ability to be expressed and integrated in such a way that the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual align. We call this, and we relate this over to last Thursday's video, the discussion with As a Man Thinketh and William Walker Atkinson, Divine Will. So let's go ahead and conclude this with an auto-suggestion to encourage. I would suggest even taking this auto-suggestion and applying it to your daily thinking, as well as having different inner dialogues with yourself, inner voice, having conversations with others to further encourage this kind of way of thinking because you're going to find it to be very helpful and in contribution and harmony to automatic flow-based creative expression, innovation, and so forth. I can say, I realize that through my goal, the end wills the means. Through deep observation and reflection, on the day-to-day -day experiences, I realize the meaning of mistake and failure can be converted to accurate thinking of opportunities that lead to the end. Through the process, I develop a higher degree of self-confidence and self-awareness, realizing that I am my own best friend. And through my inner voice intuition, I am guided from within to realizing my vision.
This becomes easier, more flow-based as I allow this to express. I let the creativity flow through me. I let the experimentation express. And this cycle continues to higher degrees of self-realization and self-actualization. You've been listening to Insights and Perspectives, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube videos. You can download a copy of my mind map or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.